Email is still the most effective way to get the attention of a target audience. And there are many reasons why you might want to contact a prospective customer via email. For example, invite them to a live training or webinar, get to know your subscriber better, get crucial feedback on your program, your workshop, launch a new product or service in, you know, in parallel with those things, send a new promotion to your existing client base, maybe share a company or update about a program or educate people and teach them about a problem that they don't perhaps realize they have a need to pay you to fix. So in this episode this week, let's give you 10 tips to help you increase sales via email. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the Training Business Podcast. My name is Mark. This is the weekly show for people like you and me, self-employed consultants, trainers, coaches around the world. And the focus of this show, every episode, in fact, is on the business of helping you to make money from your programs, your workshops, courses, keynotes, etc. Now, maybe you've done this before or you're on the cusp of starting this journey yourself. Wonderful. Great to have you here because every Thursday without fail is either myself or a guest on the show and we help you with some topics on that journey. And this week we're going to focus on some tips to increase your sales via email. And I think of 10 particular things. The first thing is One, don't bombard your subscribers. You're not the only business trying to get the attention of someone via email. So always ensure that every email has a point and serves your prospective buyer or client in some way because you have to serve before you deserve. Remember that quality over quantity is the key to winning people's attention. So ask yourself, how can I make each email count? Is it boring or is it useful? Is it unhelpful? Or is it really helpful? How can I provide real value with every message I send? I would much rather a five or six line short email with value than receive some 20 line email, which is empty and devoid of value. So ask yourself, what will make your audience open and read and find value in your emails whenever you send them out? Number two, segment your list. Serving your list of subscribers means that you figure out what your audience needs and send it to them. But what if your audience is, let's say, multiple audiences? You've got one audience that wants one service that you serve or sell, and another audience needs something else. You might want to segment your audience. So that means breaking down your audience into distinct segments and delivering laser-focused content. For example, you sell a program aimed at new managers. That's one segment. You have a program aimed at experienced managers. That's a different segment. And you can use email software like MailChimp or ConvertKit or Infusionsoft to create and serve different segments. People want relevant information for them. And if you don't give your audience what they need, even if they're a segment of your audience, they might unsubscribe. So I want you to ask yourself here, do I know which segments of my audience exist? Which segment is which? How am I differentiating and serving each different audience? Number three, personalize where it's possible. Automation is great, 
but personalization is even better. So we want to take the time to personalize email. Now, it's not practical, you know this, to personalize every email, but we can leverage the capabilities of our CRM, which means our customer relationship management software. I mentioned MailChimp and you've got Infusionsoft, you've got Pipedrive, you've got many of them, but you can use this to capture subscriber information and customize your email copy for them. And if you do this, you can significantly enhance your open rate, your click-through rate, and your response rate if you do. What do I mean by those terms? The open rate is the measurement of how many of your emails are opened. The click-through rate is if someone clicks through, consumes that, and then does something from a link within that website, and the response rate is, let's say, if someone comes back to you with a query or responds by a return email. That's an example of response rate. So numerous businesses report that incorporating your customer's name in an email subject line or the body copy alone can lead to improved marketing success. So ask yourself, what would make me feel an email is just for me? What would make me feel I want to take this email seriously? And I think of seven things. In your email to your prospective reader, you've mentioned their company or their brand or their blog or their testimonials or their products or their news or their customers, their goals. So these are all ways to actually give someone the feeling that you've taken the time to understand who they are, where they are, and what they need from you, and deliver value to them in a way that tells them you've taken time to figure this out and you're going to serve them, just them, based upon what they need from you. The next one is to take one topic per email. It's very, very tempting to overwhelm your readers with a mishmash of information, but I want you to think of ways to deliver a concise, powerful message. What is the key message for your reader, okay? It's very easy to squeeze everything into one email, but this can backfire. And if you do that, you overwhelm people, confuse people, and lose people. So what you've got to do is to think of ways to communicate one topic. Let's say this week you want to sh- sell people a program, and the value is to how is to how to connect with leaders authentically. That's, for example, a topic. Then focus your email only on that one topic. That's the central theme. That's what your email is about. If you have anything else, that goes into another email. Okay, keep them separate. Focus on one theme. Focus on one conversation until success. That's the word focus, by the way, is an acronym. And make that the update. Make that the subject line. Make that the spotlight of your email. Remember, the golden rule of effective email communication is one email, one message, and one call to action. What's a call to action? We'll come to that in a moment. Number five, I want you to write better subject lines. And that means that you've got to capture the hearts and minds of your subscribers with subject lines that leave them hungry for more. So you've got to think of ways to be um, able to use curiosity to make people go, I wonder what that's about, because that speaks to me. So what's the first thing you see in your inbox? It's a series of subject lines. For example, Gmail, what you'll see is the subject line, because this is the essence of of your email. Unless your email subject line is intriguing, it evokes curiosity, it captures attention, it's going to be ignored or deleted. And that that marketing program, that leadership program you're selling, will not be sold because people won't read your email. So the subject line has got to be powerful, impactful, and memorable. 
unless your email subject line does that, it's going to be ignored or deleted or both. So your email is really key. So if it, if it helps, you can take inspiration from Twitter because Twitter is actually a platform that intentionally restricts the number of characters that people can use. And therefore, you've got to work really hard and be clever to distill your message into a subject line or a line that makes people feel hooked. They want to open this up. They want to read it. They want to find out more about this. So here are a couple of ideas to make your subject line really impactful. One, make it controversial. Make your website or your brand seem controversial or your idea controversial because this is counterintuition at work. Make someone raise their eyebrows and go, what? What is that? They, that looks strange. Why would you say that? So controversy, being provocative, often is an interesting way. Be careful, obviously, with this, but it's an interesting way to get people to want to open up something and read something and find out about something. Number two, keep it short. Your subject line needs to be focused. Number three, create curiosity in the mind of the reader. For example, you could say, are you ready for this advanced training program? bang, nothing else. That makes people go, hmm, am I? So when you create curiosity in the mind of a reader, they really want to find out the answer. And that then leads them to open up the email. Maybe promise something, you know, stick with me. I'll give you a guide you can use to make this easier. Okay, that's a bit long, but you can shorten that and you promise someone some outcome. And this again makes them want to open the email or pose a question. Hey, do you realize what's missing from your leadership program? Question mark. Again, that's impactful, makes people want to answer the question and find out the response from you. The sixth thing today to make your email result in more sales is to tell stories. Weave tales that sell. Facts tell, but stories sell. So transform your emails into captivating narratives that transport your subscribers into a vision of themselves in the future. Use stories because the human brain is engineered for storytelling. That's how we've evolved. Stories are emotional, they're impactful, they're memorable. And if you tell them in the right way, they stick in people's minds. And they often make people feel, hey, you're right for me, your brand's right for me, your program's right for me. And so in your next email, you could think of a story in the form of a customer case study, which you can share with your audience. And again, I mentioned the book in a previous episode. I wrote a book on sales coaching called Sales Coaching Essentials a couple of years ago, and it's got several stories in it on purpose because it helps the reader to understand how a concept is brought to life, how it works in reality for people like them. And it's also very relatable. Stories are relatable because people think of a story and can't help but put themselves into that story and feel the challenge, the solution, the result that the person in the story gets. And stories also are a natural vehicle for explaining things. You can use analogies and metaphors and bring things to life that way. So that's another reason for telling stories. They help to clarify an idea or a framework so people can imagine it in action working for them. Remember that stories are the oldest form of sharing information. So people want to learn not just what you do, but the impact that you've had for people just like them. Tell more stories. The seventh tip today is to create a call to action. What does that mean? Well, at the end of your email, you always want to include some kind of invitation to your reader. Do you want them to sign up 
for your newsletter? Great, ask them. Do you want them to download a PDF? Great, ask them. If you've delivered value in your email, you've earned the right to, you know, ask your reader to do something. The end of the email is the ideal place to make this request. It's not a demand, but you can make a request because you've brought someone through something, addressing a challenge they have, given them a solution, and now what you've done is you've earned in their mind the right to say, what about the next step? So, for example, one, you could ask people to sign up for something. You could ask them to download something. You could ask them to buy something. You could ask them to trial or try out something. You could even ask them to get in touch, call, subscribe to my newsletter. You get the ideas. So it could say something like, hey, like this email? Would you like to take this further? Sign up now for our free email course to learn more. That's a call to action. So the call to action ensures that someone does something and it also confirms that your reader has found value in your email. And that's always a good sign for me that not everyone will click through, not everyone will read, but the call to action gives me the opportunity to ask someone to reciprocate. So don't leave this to chance. Don't just write an email and sit back and hope that someone knows what to do next, because they don't, they won't necessarily know. Someone else, something else will distract them. I want you to think of the things that you want people to do once you've given them value from you. What is the thing that I want them to sign up for, uh, fill in, subscribe to, etc., etc. Number eight, use automation. I mentioned automation already. You want to be human, but you also want to be efficient as a business owner. And this means that you should use technology to automate as much of your email process as possible. You can personalize your email, which I mentioned, but you can't and probably won't customize every single email from scratch. And if you have to write every single sequence or email in a sequence every time from scratch, that's a real pain in the ass. So you've got to be clever here. You can use software to create what are called sequences so that people receive a series of pre-written emails from you, which you can personalize as you wish. Now, I don't personalize every email, which I've said, in a sequence because not every email in a sequence need personalization. But I would personalize the opening lines in the first welcome email and maybe in one or two other emails, let's say one at the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end to keep it simple. But a number of emails will simply contain instructions and I won't customize those. And those instructions will be the same you know, email that everyone gets. But the stuff that people see at the beginning and at the end, that's the stuff where I really want to pay focus to customization and personalization because there is in psychology a principle called primacy and recency. What that means is the thing that people first experience or see or hear or do, that's impactful. And the last thing that people think of or see or hear or do, that's also retainable. So the focus of your personalization could be at the beginning of an email sequence and at the end or at the beginning of an email or end. The good news is you can use software to help you create these automated sequences. And once they've been written, they can be reused again and again and again, even when you're sleeping. Okay, that automation also is an asset. It's something we can reuse and sell. If someone buys your business, your coaching brand, your your training brand, they want things like these sequences in place because that saves them the time and they can simply turn them on, turn them off, 
as they need to to generate business. Now, if someone signs up to your newsletter, for example, they should get some kind of sequence from you to confirm their subscription. And you can personalize these again using Infusionsoft or ConvertKit, etc. And that's a great example of using automation cleverly in a way that also leaves room for personalization. And as AI, artificial intelligence, gets better and better, you and I will probably be using AI more and more as content creation co-pilots. You might have heard that term before, content creation co-pilots, to help us to create and automate sequences for things like email. But if you don't, your competition will. So I'd encourage you to stay up to date on, on that side of things. AI, really, really powerful stuff. The last or nearly the last thing today is to be human. Now, a conversation with one of my coaches, one of the people I look up to as a coach is James Shramko. And that conversation reminded me of something recently. People don't buy from businesses, they buy from people in businesses. So it's really important that people believe they're receiving email from a real person. What do I mean? If your email address is help at consulting.com, for example, or no reply at act or myconsultingcompany.com. That's not so personal, is it? It, You know, doesn't really give you a sense of connection with a person. Whereas if I receive an email from Hamid or Mohammed or Lucy or John or Johan or Casper, that tells me a real person wrote this. This is a brand with a personality and a person behind this, and I can reply to that person. Otherwise, if your email is no reply at my consulting, that sends out the wrong message. People want to feel that you're reachable, you're human. They can put something to you, share a challenge with you, get in contact with you. So don't lose that touch. Don't use generic email addresses if you can. Be the face of your brand and forge genuine connections with your subscribers. I know that I want people to contact me And that's why the email address I give you every week is mark at trainingbusiness.com. It's not something else like, you know, uh, no reply at trainingbusiness.com. The last thing today is to create a power signature. This works gangbusters. And I've seen a lot of power signatures recently. Imagine that you've reached the end of your email and you see nothing. What a waste of space. You should be using some opportunities to sell something to someone. So once people have reached the end of the email, this is a golden opportunity to capture their attention. And one guy I know always puts something along the lines of, hey, here are three ways I can help you and your team. And each of these subject lines might be sign up for our newsletter or take our three-week free video course or click here to have one of our team contact you and customize our training plan just for you. You get the idea. And each of these is a hyperlink back to the website or to a landing page. It's interaction, but a very powerful one. And I know for me, things that have worked are things like grab a free chapter of my book here, book me for some one-to-one time for a deal review here. So these are wonderful opportunities. And so you have it. There you go. 10 tips today, creating power signatures, being human, using automation, creating calls to action, telling stories in your email. Uh, writing better subject lines, taking one topic per email, personalizing where possible, segmenting your email list, and not bombarding your subscribers with useless spam. And that's always a danger when people feel that you're just a spammer, they won't engage with it. So thank you for your time this week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Training Business Podcast. If you have a question or a suggestion, mail me personally, mark 
at trainingbusiness.com. As always, my team, Sam, Joe, James, Turul, Christina, Ignacy, and I appreciate your loyalty. We'll know you'll be back for a fresh episode next Thursday. Until then, look after yourself. Talk soon. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.